Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Grow With Soul. Today, the coaching episodes are back and I'm talking with Kate Terry, a yoga teacher and holistic health therapist. Kate has been toying with the idea of starting a podcast but keeps talking herself out of it because it might not be the right thing to do or she might not be able to stick with it. You know the drill. We talk about how to know if an idea is the right option for you, how to differentiate your content channels, how to stand out as a new podcast and making the space for a new marketing channel in your day to day. We recorded this episode at the beginning of May 2020 when the UK is still in a lockdown due to the coronavirus pandemic. So throughout we do mention things like libraries being closed and being at home a lot more and the current situation. So if you are listening in the future after the lockdown has been lifted, that's why. So on with the show. Hi Kate. Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It's uh, the birds are going mad tweeting outside, so <laughs> Yeah, I've might... had to shut the windows because it's a bit noisy where I was with them. <laughs> I know, it's lovely, but also distracting. <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know you and to kick us off, can you please share a little bit about what you do? and your story so far and how you've got to the point you're at now. Oh, well, I started off as a school teacher and when I had children, I didn't like it part time. So I thought about what I liked about teaching and then decided to train as a yoga teacher because I like the interaction with um, learners. So I did that. And then as time's gone on, I've done other courses. So I've learned about crystal healing and other holistic therapies and herbalism and things like that. So I decided that alongside the yoga classes that I teach now, that I wanted to try and grow some one-to-one clients to help them and give them more personal feedback. Because I noticed when people come to yoga, they seem to come for more than just doing a bit of exercise. So Mm -hmm. I thought I could help them more holistically. And what does that look like? Well, I feel a bit like a therapist, but obviously I'm not a trained counsellor, but giving people small tips and tricks that they can do throughout their day. So, for example, short breathing exercises that they could do if they're feeling overwhelmed, little rituals that they could do to make them to give themselves a bit of care through the day so that they're not giving to others without giving anything to themselves. Oh, that's that sounds like a really necessary thing, actually. <laughs> so um, what's the timeline on that? So when did you leave teaching and then how long were you just doing just the the classes until you started the one-to-one stuff? Yeah so I trained in 2013 as a yoga teacher and I did that because I wanted to take my mind off not being able to have a second child and then obviously got pregnant straight away so there was a bit of a delay starting so I trained and then I kind of fiddled about for a while but I really got going in the last four or five years with the teaching of yoga. And then as I started getting to know 
the people that come to the class and realizing that actually they needed more than just an hour a week of just some I you know some things in a class they needed more so I started reading and doing courses along those lines and the latest things I've been doing in lockdown was some courses on herbalism and crystal healing they were the latest ones I and I really like the the way you kind of went about that is very that first of all you kind of we're looking at the teaching like okay what is it that I actually like about this because so often when we're not happy in a kind of job situation we're kind of like I want to change everything whereas actually it's it's a lot of the context of the job that we don't like like the hours or the people or whatever it is but actually the the thing isn't isn't what we don't like so it was really great to hear you say that you kind of realized that and and took the thread of what you enjoyed out of that and into something else and also just hearing how it's unraveled over years because there's a lot of people who kind of want to get it all absolutely right up front but you couldn't have known about the kind of one-to-one element until you'd done the the classes for a number of years right so I think that's a really nice kind of story to show how a business can unravel in ways that I guess you hadn't expected. You hadn't expected to do <laughs> to do the one-to-one stuff at the beginning. No. And I forgot in between the classes, I realised I offered um, workshops as well. So that was kind of smaller groups intensely focusing on a topic, mm. which was kind of a springboard for the, the idea of the one-to-ones because obviously in a smaller group, it, you get more attention, but sometimes you realise actually this person needs more than just a group setting. Mm. So there's lots of different areas you could divert off to, but that's part of the problem, isn't it? There's lots of ideas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are. And so what have you been doing in your marketing so far? So what has been the things that have been really working for you in terms of getting bookings or just that you've kind of enjoyed doing? So yeah, give me kind of a picture of, of that. Well, I started by thinking about, because um, I listened to your podcast, so I was trying to take your advice. So thinking about the customer journey and everything. So I've done... Um, I started a weekly blog because the people that I have come to class were asking for more. So I thought, well, a blog will give them some ideas of things that I have knowledge of. Mm -hmm. So do that. I have a monthly newsletter. I've only done that for a few months. That's something I really dragged my heels on. But I'm so glad I did because now that I'm not seeing people face to face in real life, suddenly that newsletter is so Mm -hmm. much more important. And then I've also fiddled about with YouTube. So especially recently I've started posting two videos a week but that was mainly because I teach yoga at libraries and they were contacting me asking if I would be willing to post things that they could share with the learners Mm. that are now not having classes and then that springboarded into another area of the council contacting me saying can you make videos about this gosh (laughs) Um, no one's obviously wanting to pay for those but I then I realized that actually it's not about being paid for things it's more about sharing things when it's a difficult time Mm. and also because a lot of one-to-ones it's like asking people to pay for a one-to-one for holistic health therapy you think well what's that so really they need to know me so I've been sharing a lot about what I know to try and help people understand what I do because it's not the same as offering so for example if you said that you're offering one uh, a massage people know what that is but that's the biggest barrier with holistic health therapy I think Mm, yes because it's 
and I guess that it, it's so tailored to the individual when they arrive as well. So you can't say you'll get X, Y, and Z because it's going to be different. Yes, yeah, exactly. Because everyone's circumstances are different. So I've gone along the the path of marketing so far of sharing my knowledge as best I can via different routes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you said about having lots of different ideas. So what's what's the latest idea? <laughs> and the latest idea, which I've been toying with for about two years, is um, starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we were all told to stay at home, I bought a microphone and got really excited. And I taught myself how to edit sound and all of that. And then I completely froze because I thought, well, there's so many podcasts. And is it a good idea or is it not? Yes, that, and that's very interesting that you went straight into the kind of skill-based element of it, as a, almost as a kind of distraction from thinking about it, if that makes sense. Like, I'm going to learn how to edit. Um, yeah, I can do all the technical things now. I just don't know what whether I should go ahead with it or, mm. you know, because there's lots of podcasts and then you think, well, who's going to listen to it? And I know who I'd like to listen to it, but I, wanting people to listen to it doesn't mean that they will. Mm. Wanting people to listen to it doesn't mean that they will, but it is in your control. Like if you want them to listen to it, you can design it in such a way and promote it in such a way that they will. We're not completely at a loss here. <laughs> you know, in the same way that people read your blog and read your newsletter, you are in some way making them do that by providing it and telling them about it and putting it out there. So I think that that's kind of one of the fears of a new thing is, oh, people won't want it. and ooh. But it's like, it's in your control to help them, to make them want it. Yeah, I've always taught myself out of it in some ways. Because I think, because the reason the podcast appeals, because I was doing YouTube, but I find that quite laborious. Like you actually have to look nice <laughs> and, <laughs> and you can't, um, obviously it's probably no less work, I don't think. It's just that I find that, um, making a video interesting is quite difficult because I'm one person I don't have a cameraman I don't have a studio I don't have lots of props whereas I feel like on a podcast I could still have guests like you have guests to talk to but you don't have to be in the same room and then I also thought with the one-to-ones I don't need to see people in person at the moment I'm extremely local to my where I happen to live Whereas I feel like if I had a podcast, I'd be able to broaden that quite a lot. Mm. Where we're going down now is to really think about what is the result that you want from the podcast? Because very often we're kind of like, oh, that's a thing I can do. And we see other people doing it. We're like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. And we kind of go along with it. And then we haven't actually taken the time to think, well, what do I want this channel, this piece of work to actually do for me and my business? So is that, if I, when I say, what do you want the podcast to do for you? Do you feel clear about that? Or have you got some ideas about that? Yeah, I mean, the main thing is that I think that what I'm offering is quite niche. It's not gonna, It's not a particularly mainstream thing that people would be looking for. So I feel like by being able to broaden the audience I have hearing me, that that is going to build up trust with the people that are more likely to want one-to-ones. Whereas if I'm just doing classes locally, I'm much more limited. So I I think that that's partly it. And then also because 
for people that perhaps are new to the ideas that I'm sharing, they can dip in and out of them and a podcast would be free for them to listen to, to then learn about it a bit more. So it's kind of a no risk thing for them, but they'd get to hear from me. Mm-hmm. So it's the, the main things that you want it to do is kind of broaden your reach to beyond your kind of local area and kind of demonstrate the work that you do so people can understand it and give people a kind of little try before they buy they buy almost where they can kind of understand it and get to a point where they're they're ready to invest in it without too much scariness on their part yeah that's yeah that's about it so the next question is with those three kind of goals in mind is the podcast the right thing to achieve those three things? Well, I think it is, <laughs> but but I don't really know why I think that. I just, I feel like it would be um, in terms of my effort and time that I feel like it would be creating quite an amazing resource for people, especially if I did have one-to-one clients and I could say, actually, you could listen to this and this would really help you. So I'm kind of creating a resource thing. So I think that that's why it appeals as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I'm not trying to catch you out. <laughs> I just no, I was thinking about. I just haven't. I have thought about it, but it, once you start thinking and overanalyzing, then I can always think of the negatives of the you know mm. of everything. Mm. Whereas if it's sort of like, well, this is what I I want and need for my business. And I couldn't think of another, there isn't another way to do that. Then that becomes, an, a, you kind of are giving yourself, there's a fewer outs there, less outs you can give yourself, right? Where you're like, oh, well, I can't do it because maybe I should just do this. It's like, well, no, I've already confirmed to myself that this is the thing I need to get to the goals I want to do. The only other thing left to do is I've got to find something else to, <laughs> to tell myself not to do it for. Yeah, and I do feel like... um that there are a lot of podcasts available. So I feel like there's quite a lot of competition. If I'd just done it when I thought of the idea a couple of years ago, actually, it probably would be easier to do. But that's, again, not a reason not to do it, really, is Mm. it? And I always think the competition thing is, it is a double-edged sword. Yes, it's a more crowded market, but also it means that there are more people listening to podcasts and more podcasts because... I don't know, quite a few years ago, you wouldn't have got people listening to podcasts in the way that they do now. It's definitely something that's increased. So yes, although there's more competition, there's also more opportunity for listeners who are always looking for new things and looking to go deeper. So I never think that just because there are lots of other people doing it is a reason not to do it. All it is is a reason to think a little bit deeper about what's going to be special about yours what's going to be unique about yours when they do have like a 20 podcasts on a topic that they can listen to why is would yours be the one that they click on and what's the kind of unique element you have in there yeah well I I did do some research because I did wonder about that and there are a few obviously under that topic but a lot of them are American which I know can put off some people so I feel like that that means I've got more of a European appeal if that's Mm -hmm. a thing so I know that sometimes they can be a bit kind of American and 
not to be horrible to Americans, but some people get annoyed by them being a bit too American, if you know what I mean. Positive, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They just have a different way of doing yeah. things. It's not it's not derogatory because I listen to plenty that are American, but mm. I, they are very different. Yeah. It's a very kind of peppy kind of culture and there's not the same. Yeah, they're just very putting it out there, right? They're very upbeat all yeah. the time as well, which I'm not necessarily planning on being I'm I don't know I'm quite happy to share the highs and the lows a a little bit more Mm -hmm. not to kind of garner opinion by trying to sell tragic stories but I feel like that I I want people to understand that it's real life like I can suggest doing something but I'll also admit fully that I wouldn't necessarily always do it because real life gets in the way Mm. so yeah that makes sense so (laughs) so yeah so is that kind of where you've got to in thinking about what the podcast might be like is just that your differentiator is in the approach more that it's a kind of very honest and realistic treatment of your topic yes and um I've also I've made a logo obviously because that's just something fun to do while you're putting off the thought of doing something real (laughs) so I made a logo and then I was thinking and I've given it quite a general name and then um the other thing I was thinking about who I thought might listen to it and how long I'd make an episode so I was thinking kind of shorter episodes that people can listen to one if they've only got a short amount of time but the kind of thing that you could listen to a few in a row um if you wanted to to kind of catch up that you do sometimes with podcasts mm-hmm. and so in terms then of the content itself had you thought any anything about kind of the format of it so you obviously you get a lot of podcasts which are interview 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 you get a lot which are more kind of teachy and that here's 10 minutes to go and, and let me explain how you do something and off you go with it um so have we thought about what your mix of format might be in that um yeah well I've made a list of ideas so I've got like one of about who I am so you could do like history of it then I've planned some different topics that I think would be interesting but um I hadn't really thought about whether to have guests and I'm not entirely sure to be perfectly honest I've kind of thought of the beginning and I thought of the end and then the middle bit I've got some ideas and then I got a bit stuck what do you mean the beginning and the end? Sorry, like like how I'd introduce it, right? And then, I, and then how I'd end it. <laughs> oh, because okay. obviously these are all things that you can do while you're trying not to think about the actual thing. Yeah. So I've kind of written all of those out. They're all ready, and then I've thought of some different topics. So on my blog, I've got quite a variety of topics because obviously I teach yoga, but then I also teach meditation and breathing exercises and a little bit of food because I'm interested in Ayurveda. Um, which is the sister science to yoga, which is all about your how you live your life. So there's lots of different topics that I could do, but I don't really know exactly how they're going to look. Mm. And then, of course, you do sort of then start to run the risk of kind of being confusing or just being a little bit too broad and spread quite thinly that it's you kind of then lose track of what the podcast is doing uniquely to the blog um because that's something that I've kind of had to deal with as well is that I did get to a point somewhere in the middle where I was like what actually is the difference between my blog and my podcast like why is there one why is there both they could just be the same thing so at that point I 
very much focused in that the podcast was where all the marketing stuff lived and I don't post so much marketing stuff on the blog anymore that's much more kind of experiential how I'm how I'm doing things kind of very personal to my business kind of stuff whereas the podcast is here's a load of stuff you can learn about marketing and then therefore those two channels are doing very different jobs so people can move between them a bit more rather than they only need to do one or the other if that makes sense okay because I was thinking that the blog could be so say I'd had a podcast episode then it could be perhaps giving like further to the podcast so for example if it's something you needed to see Mm -hmm. um, that there could be the pictures to go with it or for example a recipe that goes along with something I've mentioned that that's how I was thinking of linking them so there would be value to both but you you could look at one and not the other okay so the blog post would stand alone without the context of the podcast but together they are more powerful yeah, they, they'd kind of come together. So, for example, if I talked about, I don't know, like um, foods to help you in hot weather, for example, mm-hmm. then perhaps there'd be a recipe on the blog. So you could say, well, you can go to the blog and there's a recipe here for you because you wouldn't want to read a recipe out. No. <laughs> yeah. That'd be really boring. <laughs> yeah, I I do quite like that, actually. And I think it's, yeah, because I, I and I think it's all down to your topic because, there are there is things with as you say that you can't read out or you can't show a yoga pose or, or whatever it is whereas you can go into that in more depth on the blog and i think that is quite nice as a as a leading in and out but i think the important thing there is that they are two different pieces of content it's not that you are copying and pasting the script that you did to make the podcast into the blog and then there's a recipe. There is, they are two separate pieces of content that do live separately. And, and maybe it's that the blog then becomes a kind of really practical place where you do share those things, the more visual things and, and the things that people can do. And the podcast has a separate role where it's kind of more about the ideas and the inspiration and, and the theory. And then they go to the blog for the practice. Yes, that is what I was meaning. That's exactly <laughs> what I was meaning. Good. So yeah, that's how I was hoping to do them because obviously it's really annoying. I'm sure you've had the same thing that I have where you've kind of clicked and then you're like, actually, you've just said all that in the thing I've just heard. Mm. And then it's kind of annoying because you feel like you've wasted a bit of, you get irritated if you feel like you're being repeated at. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, you, you feel like you've had a promise broken, which doesn't, which does the opposite because you're kind of like, oh, this person isn't what I thought they would be because they're just repeating stuff. I thought I was getting along well with them and now they've kind of broken my expectations. So yeah, to be very clear about that in your own mind means that when you are talking about it and you say, oh, you can go and find this on the blog, it's easier. (laughs) Yeah, it's adding value to what you've just been told. That's what I'm hoping either way around that it would do that. Mm -hmm. So... I think what it sounds like is that, uh, as you say, a lot of stuff has been done to distract from actually doing it. (laughs) So we've learned how to edit. We've got the intros and the outros sorted. What is the thing that when you are kind of planning your week or planning something to do, why is it that the podcast doesn't get onto that list? 
well, because we're in lockdown, my day has changed completely. So at the moment, I can happily say when I would record and edit and do things because I've given myself an hour or two in the afternoon when my children have quiet time, my husband's working from home, and then I've got a couple of hours to myself. So I could do that. But what I'm anxious about is starting and then going back to real life or however you want to call it, but then not being able to maintain that mm-hmm. and almost to the point that I can't remember what I did before. So I'm struggling to even think how I'd fit it in. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that two things come to mind at once. One is in the episode I did with Nicole Antoinette a couple of months ago, I think it was, um, where she talked about when she started her podcast, she set a really low expectation that she was going to do like 10 episodes and then at the end of that if it wasn't really working she wouldn't do any more episodes it would just that would be it it would be a short 10 episode one off and it'd be out in the world and great but that was all it she needed it to do so that's one thing to kind of think about is and regardless of lockdown or not whenever you're starting something new you might start doing it and not enjoy it and hate it then you have to be able to give yourself an out of, okay, this actually isn't working for me at all. I'll just do the 10 episodes and then I'll we'll call it quits and we'll do something else. So that was one thing. And then the other thing is that you said that you can't quite remember even what what life was before this. And actually, this is an opportunity to, on the other side of it, bring forward the things that are important to you in this time and and make sure they still exist in your life going forward because if it is important to you to have the quiet time to be able to do this then you need to kind of empower yourself to keep hold of that once things start to go forward into whatever they go forward into so I know that like with kids and stuff like that it's different but that doesn't feel like something that could is 100% out of your control no, it's not. I've, it's more a case that I've been thinking, well, certain things I've been really enjoying. So shall I stop teaching these classes because they get in the way and that would clear that time that I could then use to do a podcast. But it's it's all a bit too theoretical and I feel too stuck to start emailing people and saying, and by the way, when lockdown's over, I don't want to teach this class anymore. So I'm not going to, <laughs> which is ironic because currently I, I'm as I'm self-employed, I'm just basically unemployed because no one's booked me, mm. which is, so I don't know why I'm getting so het up because I could just go back after lockdown and say, actually, I'm not available. But that mm. feels a bit mean. Uh, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, it feels like, oh, these people, they need, they need me. They need this class. I can't, like, um, and I, that is a really nice place to operate from, but also, when in your business the only person who isn't getting what they need is you that's not sustainable because you're going to get to a point where you resent that class you hate everyone in it and you just don't want to do it and you and it's just and then you kind of it collapses rather than being proactive about something and being like this class at this time isn't working for me I've got these other classes where you can you might want to move into or I'm doing uh, an online version or I'm doing this, that and the other. But you can't do something where the only reason you're doing it is because you don't want to let other people down because then you let yourself down. 
Yeah, and I don't want to go back to how things were before where I felt like I was doing everything that everyone else wanted. And actually, that was partly why I was putting off doing what I wanted because I felt like I didn't have any more energy for that because mm. it takes energy to do like to do any extra projects doesn't it yeah yeah and especially in the sort of work where you do where you you give so much it's an you really are giving your energy it's not sort of I don't know where you can go and beaver away somewhere else and then return with a thing that you've done like graphic design or web design or something you are there giving lots of energy in the moment that yeah I imagine you get back from a class and are pretty drained (laughs) well yeah especially I, I did get to a point where I like you do find your limits don't you so finding that I actually I've discovered the number of classes I can teach a week where I'm not able to sustain it I've I've like reached that and then had to lower it back down but that's why I feel like I know that if I want to do the podcast that I'm going to have to lower it back down further yeah I just think we we all run a risk of there being parts of the lockdown that we really enjoy and then we just fill those things back up with something else when we get out the other side of it and then we're like it'd be so tragic because we wouldn't have learned anything from it in that case so I'm hoping not to do that but because everything is on pause it's very hard to make that decision isn't it about what I want to do going Mm -hmm. forward until you're kind of pushed to make the decision like if people contact me saying we want to book you that's when I have to decide really Mm -hmm. so I could easily in my mind say I just won't decide until they make me yeah yeah I won't decide until something that may or may not happen in theory happens yeah Yeah. and I think that it's there are only in the current situation there are only so many things you can be proactive about because yeah you can't make any plans about anything that's going to happen in person for like the rest of the year almost (laughs) like you've got no there's no concept of when that's going to happen so you have to be just proactive about the things you can be proactive about and that is what you're creating. And just because you're starting a podcast now doesn't mean it can all change. And and that's okay. You know, you can do just 10 episode seasons even or less than that, any number, 15, you know, 28, whatever, where you just kind of go, right, I can spend some time recording now. So I'll just get a load in the bank and then I'll release them as a season or actually I can go down to fortnightly if that works better or I can do one a month even. Just, you know, because the normal way we see a podcast is it's released every week. Like that's just the way that we think it has to be done. But you can make this and your work work together. They don't have to, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be, okay, well, at this time, I'm getting a client booked in, in three weeks time, they're starting, I can batch some episodes now and release them fortnightly and that works. And then I can review it. Do you know, it's really reminding me of when I put off starting a blog and I did the same thing. And then actually writing my blog is really enjoyable and I do write them in bulk and I do really enjoy like once they're written in and they're drafted, I still go back and fiddle with them, but the pressure is off so I can just sort of enjoy mm. tweaking them. And I think this could be the same thing that I will have put it off and put it off and then suddenly think, why did I put it off? I quite enjoy doing this. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it will start to get easier and easier because you're putting off something for reasons that are still so unknown to you. Like you, you don't really know how long it's going to take 
end to end to produce a podcast yet and also the length that it takes you to do the first one that's going to get shorter and shorter over time as well as you just get better at it so you're kind of like oh I'm not going to have the time to do it but you don't actually know how much time you really need yet until you actually start doing it yeah maybe that's part of the problem isn't it that I don't know how long I need Mm. and the only way that you can know how long you need to do it yes and and you know and you and and you can really take the pressure off this because it's not like the first thing you record has to go on itunes that's the rule like you can just record something and think oh well that was a bit crap but at least now i know that it's going to take me x amount of time and so let me kind of do another one and see if i can get that down a bit more because yeah like i say at this current moment in time you have the time and space to do that. So to just spend an hour in experimentation and approaching it with with no pressure and just going, I'm going to spend an hour just pay, messing about with this and seeing what comes out the other side rather than I have to get the first episode perfectly done. Yeah, just kind of free frees everything up a little bit. Yeah, I think maybe I should stop researching and just do it because the more I research, the more panicked I get. Mm. You know, like those lists for the like and things you must include in your podcast. Yeah. And then I have a freak out and I'm thinking, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I think that, yeah, the research, it can give you more reasons not to do it. Yeah, I remember listening to an episode you did about that and thinking, oh, I never have that problem. I haven't had that before, really. The blog I didn't have a problem with, I just didn't want to start because I didn't think I could sustain it. And this I've over-researched massively and I've never done that before. Mm. Why do you think it is? Um, Because it's out of my comfort zone. Like podcasts are quite new. Like I had a blog before when I used to do craft classes and I used to teach those as like a hobby when I was a teacher. So I've done that and I'm quite comfortable with that. And then YouTube, I was quite happy playing around with that. I quite enjoyed that. But because I've never done a podcast before and they're quite new, so there's not, I haven't got the experience, I think, mm. is the problem. Mm. But there's only one way to get it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's only one way to get it. And I don't know, I think for me, it feels like because it goes somewhere external, like when you're putting a blog on your own website, you do feel like it's more you're allowed to do what you want because you own that place. But when it's going over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all the places, you're like, oh, it has to be all proper because it's going on a proper thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you don't want to. The other problem is that I think, oh well, if I do write, if I do make this, and then I think it's amazing, and then no one listens to it, how crushing would that be? But I think you saying about the low expectations of like a few episodes see how it goes would take that away because mm. if no one listens to my few episodes that will be okay mm. and I think that's the thing as well is that a podcast is a boulder like it takes a while to get it rolling and then once it's rolling it will roll and roll and roll and roll because it that's how it grows I know the thing that I always say about podcasts is because and a lot of the research you'd be find is like how to appear in the charts and all that sort of thing but Personally, I have never listened to a podcast that I found in a chart. (laughs) It's always a friend has recommended it to me or I've seen someone share it on their stories and thought, oh, that sounds interesting or things like that. And that is actually how podcasts grow is through recommendation. So that's why it's the boulder because you just need to get 
one or two people listening and then they will tell five people each and they'll listen and they'll tell five people each and it kind of grows and grows like that. So that's the thing that you've got to think about with starting and then promoting the podcast is it will be really slow at first, but you've just got to, and that's what you've got to encourage people to do. And um, I think I've said this before, but that's why at the end of the, the Grow With Soul episodes, I'm always saying send it to a friend because I know that's the way that people that this podcast will grow and and it's the same thing with everything that we do in marketing we put something out and if it doesn't go immediately viral it's like it's wrong I've done it oh, I can't do it anymore because but that's just not how things work they need that time to start to gather the momentum a little bit yeah I, I feel much more enthusiastic about starting I think you're right I'm just going to try recording stuff and see what I think of it because that that's part of the problem because I don't know what I'm dealing with because I haven't actually tried to record yet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what you'll find and this is this is a tip from me to you is um you think oh I'll just write a couple of bullet points down and and then you do that and you're like oh that was 3 minutes. <laughs> You have to, I always think you have to write way more for a podcast script than you think you have to. So yeah, that's just a little tip. But um, Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking as well about when you say you've, you've done the research and there's the list of 20 things that you must do in a podcast. If you're doing all of those, there's nothing in there making you stand out because you're doing all the things that everybody else is doing in their podcast. So Perhaps and that's when it looks less genuine, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it sounds like everybody else's. And that's partly what I mean about how I think I would sound different from some of the American ones because they're a bit more formulaic. Mm. And so that's how I want to be different is that I want it to sound like I'm just having a chat mm. with somebody. Yeah. It's obviously on my own. But I'm <laughs> chatting to them in the person's ear as if I'm just their friend saying, hey, why don't, why don't we talk about this today? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think think about how your approach to your work is different like why somebody would hire you over that person over there what it is and then use that essence in the podcast as well so it might be that it is that more kind of friend to friend sort of relationship than a expert to pupil kind of relationship and then you bring that tone into the podcast as well because ultimately it is an advert for your work so it's got to feel the same way as your work you don't want that disjoint where they really enjoyed the podcast and then they come to work with you and they're like well what the hell is going on here <laughs> so yeah try and bring those elements into what you're doing I don't think I've ever taught a, a yoga class though where I've not learned something from someone so it would definitely be like that because there's always they, someone always says something where you think oh, I didn't know that or I hadn't thought of it like that so that that's what I hope to do that's why I think a podcast can be a bit more interactive in a way because you can then contact the person and say I really you know what I what I thought of what they said mm. yeah and it is and it is a lot more intimate than a blog because it's somebody's voice right in your ear holes <laughs> um, so it's not yeah you're actually hearing the way that they would say it whereas with the blog you're kind of reading it in your own voice still not the person who's writing its voice so I think that it it is especially in a market which is you know they have to like you in order to work with you <laughs> um, it's really good for building that relationship and 
And that's the thing to think about as well in terms of listenership is that, you know, you don't need tons and tons of listeners. You just need a couple that are interested enough that they might hire you, right? You know, you don't need 100,000 listeners. You need like 10 and five of them hire you. And that was the thing about um, podcasts being shared to friends. So I'm thinking about it's more likely to go to like-minded people, mm-hmm. which means I'm more likely to come into contact with them than any other way I can think of. And and not in a, like I'm trying to get clients, but so much as I, I want to create some sort of community feel mm-hmm. about it. So it's not just me saying you should do this and that, but then sharing what other people have said as well. Yeah, and putting things out there and asking for responses if they tried it and then doing a kind of follow-up of what people found and their experience with doing it and little projects and things like that. It is, yeah, like you say, it's ironic that it is literally you sitting there talking on your own into a microphone, but there is a lot more give and take with a podcast than with a blog I found. I think a blog we kind of read and take it in quite passively whereas a podcast we listen more actively yeah I think well blogs for me I tend to be like uh, for recipes or picture tutorials on how to do something or you know like I use them as like a manual Mm. whereas I feel like podcasts I feel like like it's weird talking to you because I feel like I'm talking to someone that I've (laughs) spoken to loads when obviously (laughs) you've never spoken to me as like a friend before but I feel like I know you so I think that's what I'd like to build mm. yeah I, I get that when I, I meet people in real life they're like I know your voice <laughs> oh, oh hello <laughs> you have all your fans going I know you and I, I'm sure obviously because your your podcast is not telling your whole life but um it's funny because I'm sure people do think that they know you like more than they do yeah I guess I, I don't know I think people tend to be quite polite <laughs> but no I think it's less knowing I don't think you need to know the ins and outs of everyone's life to know them. I think you can know somebody's soul and essence just from get listening to nearly hundreds of hours by now of podcasts and things that you can kind of, yeah, know know them more intimately than just somebody who knows like what I did at the weekend, right? Yeah, and and the voice is um, much more powerful than just reading. Like you say, reading off a screen is very different to hearing the voice. Mm. So how are you feeling about it now? I'm feeling like I should just go and do some recording and try and do it and not let the worry get in the way. So there's my project for later. <laughs> and I think the worry, yeah, the um, I think it's good that you said not to let the worry get in the way because the worry isn't going to leave, but you've got to decide that it sits in the back seat, not in the driver's seat. Yeah, and you've kind of confirmed that it is worth doing because I'd had so long of telling myself maybe I shouldn't, maybe it's not a good idea, that having an external voice say, actually, that's that's I think that sounds like quite a good idea, actually. Because when you work on your own, it's very hard to decipher sometimes. Mm. So, mm. yeah, you've really confirmed that I should just do it. Mm. On that note, whenever that comes up again, just doing that, okay, what do I want to do this thing for? and get your kind of what the goals of what you want it to do are and then just running through it and being like is there anything that would achieve those goals better than this thing I want to do 
And then you can give yourself that because you can be like, well, actually, no, I, I I want to do these things because it's going to get me to a certain place in my business. There's nothing else I can do to get those things. So this is a good idea. <laughs> That's a way to just run through it a little bit. And yeah, the thing with the podcast is that it, it, it is a slow growth. It's not going to go viral or you're not going to get... It takes time, kind of like building an Instagram account where it takes ages and ages and ages to actually get anywhere with it. But where you do get with it is a much deeper level of connection with your audience that, especially in a service business, you you can't get anywhere else. And I know for me that it is the thing that makes the most difference. Exactly. Because as we've talked about, people are like, oh, I like Kate and I'm on board with what she talks about and I've learned a lot of stuff and I want to go deeper now or not and that's also fine yeah well then you get the, the your people coming to you rather than mismatched yeah as well you don't you don't want the people that don't want you yeah exactly you don't want the people coming to you who are like mm, i'm not really sure i'm not sure about this and i just want to learn yoga and i kind of don't want to ignore that stuff or you want the people who are kind of i get it <laughs> and i want what you're doing <laughs> Well, thank you very much. No, it's fine. No, I think it's... And yeah, and just taking the pressure off because you are in charge. You get to decide what it's about. You get to decide whether you go forward with it or not, how long the episodes are, what format they are, how regularly you post them. Like, you're in charge of this. You get to steer the ship. All those worries, you can kind of say, no, that's that's fine because I'm in charge. <laughs> and keep reminding yourself of that, that it doesn't have to be a certain way to be right or valid or what somebody out there, mysterious person, would want you to do. You just have to do it in the way that you need to do it. Yes, you're right. Good. (laughs) So my last question is, how do you grow a soul in your work and life? Well, I would say being out in nature, particularly at the moment, has been the best antidote to the overanalyzing and being able to think more clearly. So I definitely say going outside, even if it's just on into my back garden for a little walk around makes a huge difference to just how uh, the perspective of everything agreed (laughs) so kate if people want to come and find you and connect with you um where is the best place for them to do that um i'm most active on instagram um my uh, name is kate with a c so c-a-t-e dot loves because i did dot loves because i um (laughs) so that I can change my mind about the exact focus because <laughs> yeah. it's a bit more broad I just love holistic health because I, <laughs> I don't want to be too broad but holistic health is quite broad yeah. so yes yeah, at kate.loves and oh I have my blog which is kateterry.co.uk so you can read that there and find out more brilliant thank you so much for joining me thank you very much Kate any links we mentioned in this episode will be on my website which is simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and you can find me and Kate on Instagram I'm at simpleandseason and she is at kate.loves and Kate is with a C as always if you think you have a friend who would really benefit from this conversation please do send them the link to the episode and share if you're listening online too and until next time I hope you grow a song